0: Hello and welcome to the Three Points in a Prayer podcast, the podcast where I ask my guests how they came to faith in Christ, what has been the toughest part of their walk with Christ and what has been the highlight of their walk with Christ, and we then ask them to pray for us. My guest this week is a Christian speaker, award-winning author and former black sheep turned Jesus girl. With humour and vulnerability, this Canadian mum of eight is on a mission to encourage other women with messy stories that they're not alone. She's lived through multiple divorces, married her husband twice, and raised a whole brood of boys, which only goes to prove God is full of grace and mercy. She's on a mission to help other women with messy stories to shed their shame by teaching them who they are in Christ, so that they can embrace the power of God in their imperfect lives. Her redeemed life screams of the prodigal daughter unmistakably chosen, and it's this hope this story of redemption and god's indisputable faithfulness that she brings to encourage women everywhere please join me in welcoming to the podcast tess scott tess scott it's amazing to welcome you on to three points and a prayer um i have recorded a brief introduction uh, which will go out obviously before our conversation um but one of the things that i haven't said on there is how we actually came to uh, i use the phrase know each other very loosely because i think we've yeah. had we've been in contact for less than a week i think through a facebook group a uh, christian podcasters facebook group so uh, that that's how we got in touch that's been brilliant for that uh, but the rest of your bio i've uh, put up on in the introduction so uh, we may touch on some of those things as we head on into our conversation but let's jump straight in with the first of our three points the first of our three questions you can start off by telling us what was your journey to faith in Christ? How was it that you became a Christian?
1: Russ, thanks for having me on. First of all,
0: you're very welcome.
1: Uh, my grandfather drove me and my brothers to Sunday school when we were small children. My parents did not go. But my grandfather started a small uh, evangelical Baptist church in our village. And he would drive around town and pick up all the children from the parents who didn't go to church. You know, they were too hung over, whatever reasons. <laughs> and he would pick up, he had like the car, it was back before belts. So he had kids loaded in the back of the car, piled high, you know, and drop them all at Sunday school and then take them all home after. So I was in that back seat. And so I started going to Sunday school as a really small child. And I think I was about five years old when I asked Jesus into my heart, you know, what whatever that meant at the time. I didn't yeah, understand. Yeah. Of course, of course, like we, as children, we can't understand. And I think that I was in my 20s, late 20s when it really hit me, because sometimes when we make that kind of a decision as a small child, it can feel like a safety net. Yeah. You know, whatever I do now, I have I have this safety. Do not, you know, don't uh, what is it? don't go to jail. Don't, do not pass go. Yep. Do not go to jail. Do not collect two hundred dollars. That yep. kind of thing. So I think maybe it felt like that a little bit without realizing it. But that that was my beginning of being a Christian, I guess.
0: Wow, that's brilliant. But then you, there was a journey then between five and your twenties when the decision you'd made at that young age became, shall we say, more of a reality to you. Tell us a bit about that journey from praying the prayer to the reality of it coming home, so to speak.
1: Yeah. So because of things that happened to me when I was a small girl, and I know I'm not alone in that. I know that statistically one in four young girls um, are sexually assaulted. And because of that happening to me when I was very young, I think now, now I can look back at the time. I didn't know this was what was happening, but I I always had this feeling about myself that I was like dirty, not good enough. Like I would even say not worthy of love. Although I could not articulate that as a child and even a teenager or a young adult. Um, but what happened because of that, I believe is that um, that, led me to like that shaped my decisions in life and and um and my my decisions were bad were bad ones i did not make good choices i did not make good choices and i walked away from god so many times and i'm like the prodigal daughter and god just waited for me and i came back and he welcomed me back with loving arms and that's great. And then some years would go by and then I would just screw up again. And I didn't understand for many, many years why this kept happening. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot, a lot of growth had to happen. God had to reveal it, like heal me a little bit at a time because, and I'm so thankful for that. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't show you everything all the same day? Amen. (laughs) How would we, how would we ever cope with that? He just shows me like a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time so that I can grow and uh, understand, you know, what's happening and how and why and how some of it, I'll never know until I'm with him why it's happening, but, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. And so over the years, as I grew more and understood God more and my relationship with God was, was closer, um, I learned and understood more how why this is all happening, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So was there a particular time uh, for want of a better expression, that sort of light bulb moment when uh, all of those bits and pieces that had happened to you between praying the prayer at five and a realization of 20 in your 20s? was there a particular time that you can point to or was this a gradual journey the start of which you felt you weren't a believer and by the end of that journey you felt you were I'll tell you why I asked that specific question in a moment
1: <laughs> yeah I I know what you're talking about with that I, well I, plus I've listened to your podcast of course but <laughs> also um I remember our pastor once saying that sometimes um it's like this journey on a train and you know you fall asleep yeah. and you're in one state and when you wake up you're in another so you know you cross yeah. the border but yeah. it was in the dark and you don't yeah. know when it was you know so I know that that happens too with people I don't know an exact date when I had like a light bulb I think that would be easier because you know people ask <laughs> this kind of question and you have an exact answer but I know once I I remember I was quilting. I don't know why, and I was listening to to a song, and um, it would be good if I would remember the name of it, but I don't. And it was oh, I know what it was. You know what it was? It was um like burn the ships. Yeah. And it was yeah that song. I forget Newsboys, maybe I don't know. It was a long time ago. And they were talking about yeah burning the ships, like when you get there and there's no turning back. And for some reason that like clicked in my mind, and I thought wow, there was a time that I actually would have gone to hell if I died. Yeah. And I was so thankful, like just so thankful for salvation. And as a child, you can't, you can't, you have no concept of that. I don't think that you can understand what you're saved from. You can't understand it. I I couldn't at five years old. I didn't know. I just knew like, I don't want to go to hell. So I, you know, ask Jesus into your heart and, 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 and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that that happened, but um, so I do remember that. I remember when it dawned on me, like, wow, I am a sinner. Like, I could have gone to hell. It just, yeah, yeah I remember that.
0: Wow. I remember that moment. Wow, that's yeah. brilliant. I mean, you've you said uh, you know, a moment ago that you've listened to other podcasts. and I think one of the things that's been fascinating for me as someone who can point to a very specific date and time um, where the reality of what I needed to do and, and needing to give my life to the Lord really hit very hard but listening to a number of guests that we've had on the show um, in similar positions to yourselves where that's, it has been a journey um, of growing into that faith and of like you say, it's almost a case of being, uh, being on that train and and falling asleep. But when you wake up, you know that that journey is complete. And I love that because, you know, I, I was saying to somebody a couple of weeks ago, there is no right or wrong. You know, the significant thing is that you arrive in the right place, right. Um, you know, and you recognize that saving grace and, um, you know, and a future without God is no future at all. You know, yeah. so, uh, you know, that's that's wonderful. Now, very interesting reading the little bio that you sent through to me. Um, during the week. And that's what I've used as the introduction to the show. So our listeners will be aware of some of the things that you've gone through uh, in your life up to now. Um, But what would you say has been the hardest part or the toughest part of your walk with the Lord?
1: You know, what was really difficult for me was I've been married. I don't know if you say this part, so I'm just going to say it. I've been married four times and I'm not even a celebrity, right? Four (laughs) times I've been married. Yeah. And So on the third, the third time, number three, Rick, um, we were, we were married, you know, we have this blended family of eight boys. And our life is a freak show, but it's a good freak show. And we're going to church. I love the Lord. And everything's going along. And out of it felt like out of nowhere like you know marriage is never perfect or easy sure. so yeah. you know of course there's some ups and downs and he came to me and said I'm I'm out I'm I'm leaving I don't love you anymore it's been a while wow. that I haven't loved you and I was devastated yeah. like I spent weeks with my face in the green carpet of my bedroom just begging God like I don't want to be divorced again yeah, no, nobody yeah. wants to be divorced three times. This is this is not cool. You know, what are you know, there's still there's a lot of shame associated with that. And yeah, anyways, still God allowed it. He yeah. allowed it. And we got divorced, and it was the hardest time. And I thought that's the hardest thing that could ever happen. Um, we were divorced for three years, and my husband uh, came back. We started dating and we got remarried. Wow. Yeah. Like God, like it was like that's the most amazing thing that ever happened in my life so far. Who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, I mean, you know there's still more time, but yeah. Um, but that was the most amazing thing. I I prayed for three years, mostly every day, except if I was really mad at him, that he would come back and God would restore our relationship. And he did, and I'm thankful and my kids are thankful and it's wonderful. And we got married on September the 9th of 2016, and three weeks later I was diagnosed with cancer. Wow, breast cancer, just randomly, a mammogram, bam, you have cancer. So, you know, Russ, what I thought the first year of our marriage would look like would be like, it's a honeymoon, we're going to do married things, and we're in love, and it's wonderful. And it's just going to be great. And you know what it was, it was a mastectomy, it was chemo, it was radiation, it was trips to the hospital it was not that fun. I have to tell you, it was not that fun. And I thought it was the worst timing. I was, I was really mad at God at first, Yeah, you know, like, I think I did this, like, what are you kidding me? Like now of all times, but this is what I've learned. And this is amazing that God lets me learn things while I'm still here. I learned that it was the best timing because God allowed my husband to show he loved me. Yeah. I had no choice, but to be vulnerable because I couldn't do it. Right. I needed him to help me bath. I needed him. Like there was bad days at the first, especially I needed to know he was here. The kids needed to see dad's here. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. And it forced that to happen. I had no choice. And if he would have said, you know, if it would have been different, you know, if I imagine he said like, Oh, I heard you have cancer. I want to come back. I would have said, "Ah, I don't think so, buddy. That's not happening. Like no way. Right. I could not have trusted him. There was a certain point on a day. Um, I remember I was feeling really, really bad about myself. I was having a little pity party. I don't know. Do they have pity parties where you yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, sure. I was
1: having a pity party by myself. No one would come. And I was saying like, you know, you didn't know when you married me that I was going to have no hair and you didn't know about the surgery and you didn't know that, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. And yes. uh, And Ricky said, this is what I knew. I knew I love you. I knew that we're both getting older and one of us is. Probably gonna have to take care of the other one at some point. Yeah, I'm here for that because I love you, and that was a gift. Yes, that was a gift. Yeah, and I'm so thankful. I'm convinced it was the best timing because God it was because God let it happen then. You know, allowed it. Yeah. Um, But those are the things we learn from. We learn from the hard times. Like those are the times that bring us the closest to God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. Something I just want to explore with you a little bit that you said and and it was something which particularly during the the height of the covid pandemic was something that uh, I found myself having to come to terms with and I'm very grateful that god was able to bring me to terms with it. You said at one point that you became very angry at god. And one of the things as an anxiety sufferer that I found myself in that Angry place. Why are you allowing this, God? Why are you doing this, God? And the emphasis moved from the why to the you, God, and really uh, to to use and again. It's a phrase we have over here. I don't know whether you have it in Canada. I really threw my toys out of the pram.
1: Oh no! Oh, I like that.
0: I I got really angry. But one of the things that I so appreciated was having a God and a Father in God who was big enough to take that big enough to cope with that, and still met me when I came to him in prayer. You said you got really angry. How did you find God reacting to the anger that you showed at that time?
1: God has really, like, uh, big shoulders. Yeah. He can can absorb that. He understands. And we know that. We know that because, you know, there's lots of examples of people in the Bible being angry at God. Right. And, and disappointed and all those things. And um, yeah, God never leaves us. God never leaves us. And he gave me example after example of amazing people and amazing things that happened just to show that he loved me. You know, I, I am so thankful. I had a friend who had um, the same cancer two years before me, and she came to my house the day that I got home so when you have I don't know well this is Canada right I'm in Canada so I so I had a mastectomy and I was I it was at noon and I would and then I was out of that hospital by four o'clock back and then I had a two-hour drive home I mean I didn't drive my husband drove but you know they don't keep you in for anything so I was home laying on the couch and um or maybe it w- might have been the next day. Anyways, my friend came over and she brought cupcakes, and every cupcake had pink icing with a little um, jelly bean that was red on the top, so they looked yep. like you know, yeah, a little. Oh rust. wow! Like it was just yeah, a, but nobody else could have done that, but she could do that because she understood because yeah. she was there before me. And often in life, that's the thing we need to do: we need to share with people that because we've been there. Yeah. Right. When you've been there and you can talk to someone who's coming up behind you and say, those are lousy days, but you can make it through. Yeah. Right. That's what I want to do. And that's what you do. You encourage other people and say, yeah, I had anxiety and God got me through that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Moving on then to our third point, the highlight. What would you say has been the highlight of your walk with the Lord? If you can narrow it down to one, feel free to have more than one. <laughs> yeah, so
1: many things. I mean, my marriage restored. I, I don't yeah. know that I can, that anything will ever beat that, you know. Yeah. But also, I really, really love speaking to women. So yeah. God, God has allowed me, like, I felt like he wanted me to write a book. I didn't even know how to write a book, but I wrote a book and it's published, like imagine. And, and now I go around speaking to women about my freak show life and helping them. Like I say, I help other women with messy stories to shed their shame, Yeah, you know, by knowing who they are so they can embrace the power of God in their lives. So I get to do that. Like that's the most exciting thing in my life is sharing with other women and saying, Yep. I've been there and I know what that's like and you will get through it. And, you know, it's just it's just amazing to be able to do what you feel God's called you to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. That is brilliant. And i want to open up and give you the opportunity to just expand on the ministry that god has taken you into um so all intents and purposes we've covered our three points the prayer will come back to towards the end of the show Um, but i want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about the ministry that god has brought you into what were the origins of that how what, what were the very beginnings of the ministry that you're currently in how did that come about
1: Well, I started um, just before lockdowns, I guess. So not that long ago. It feels like it was just yesterday sometimes. Um, Writing. So writing, I was writing stories. Like in my life, I always seem to get in these awkward situations. I don't know why that is, but they're usually funny. And I have a sense of humor. So that's what I started writing about. And then what I learned in that, what, what happened, what I learned out of that, not just a life lesson, but what God taught me that he's doing in this. Um, so I started writing just blogs. And then, um, when I knew that God wanted me to quit my job, which by the way, I loved that job and, um, and write the book and start sharing my life, whatever that looked like. Um, so I wrote the book it's called listen, sister finding hope in the freak show of life. And, um, and that launched in June of 2020 two, cause we're in three now, right? Yes. Yeah. In June yeah. of 2022, that launched and it's out everywhere. Every bookstore is everywhere. Um, And it's just a collection of short, funny stories about the faithfulness of God through the ups and downs of life. Yeah. And everyone, I think that everyone would love it. Even I have a lot of men who have read it. It's not just for women, although it says, listen, sister, but you know, <laughs> because God's faithful and yeah. everyone loves to laugh. So that's what that book is about. And now I'm on the road, I'm going to speak at churches and groups. And I'm speaking at a fundraiser for um, a woman's home next week. And, and, you know, I tell funny stories. And then I talk about what God did, what he does for us. And I encourage other women to make the same kind of commitment to Jesus. And it is a blast. I'm having so much fun.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Two two things come out of that. Um, the the perhaps slightly more trivial question first. How do you cope with all the traveling? Because I'm guessing there's quite a lot of traveling um, in in uh, doing that. How how are you finding the traveling?
1: Yeah, well, now I'm going to be able to travel more, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, gra- traveling's great. Yep. Um, mostly, I've been in Ontario. I'm hoping to go out further. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's fun. It is so fun. I just I just love. Talking to women and encouraging them. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just the best.
0: Now, the other thing that springs to mind, and you did mention earlier on that you'd listened to uh, to the podcast. I'm not sure how far back you've gone, but we had a wonderful guy on uh, on show number two, a guy called Steve Legg, um, who is uh, sort of formed for a better expression, a Christian entertainer uh, over here and has been for a number of years. But one of the things that Steve shared on that show was that when there were a couple of downturns in his life he was advised not to share too much about those because potentially it could stop him from getting the gigs that um was part of his ministry to share so there were there were a couple of bits and pieces that he was very careful about what he shared and so on and so forth your ministry seems to thrive almost at the other end of the scale you've made yourself vulnerable you've been completely open and honest What has been people's reaction to that level of vulnerability and honesty that you've been able to share?
1: When I share, I, yeah, I do share vulnerably. And honestly, I don't go into a lot of details. Sure. I don't name names. I don't, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm very honest. And I have women coming up to me every time I speak. Last time I spoke, I had a woman who sent me an email a few days later and said, she had an affair in her marriage, I forget, so many years ago. And even though she knows God's forgiven her, and even though her husband has forgiven her, and her marriage is now good, she's still living in the shame Yeah. and the regret. and, and But that's not of God.
0: Yeah, sure. Right?
1: So she said, because of what you said, and she took notes, and she said, because of what you said, this, this, and this, I feel like I can move on. I feel like God can use me in life. I feel, you know, and that was a gift to me. I mean, that if it was only for that one woman that I spoke at that engagement, that was worth it because now she will find freedom in that. And if we're not honest, then we're just a bunch of people that are walking around pretending we're something we're not. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I, I I want to encourage other women by saying like, yeah i've I've screwed up. I've done this. I've done this. And it's not about me. It's about what God has done for me. yeah, and now yeah. through Amen. me
0: sure. yeah, sure. Yeah. brilliant. And again, something that you touched on uh, momentarily earlier on, your your current ministry is predominantly to ladies. But you said a few moments ago, um that the book particularly um has been read by men. What has been the male response? To the ministry that you've been able to share, hmm.
1: I've only spoken uh, to a group that included men at um, a Christmas banquet that was for the whole church. So there was men there. So I don't have a lot of experience speaking, except on podcasts, of course. But um, and I have never been thrown out yet. Like nobody's ever Brilliant. said out. So that's probably how I would say that that men still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they still laugh at what I say.
0: yeah 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 yeah, brilliant I I guess what I'm driving at and again I'm not wanting to be deliberately controversial um but there can be if we're not careful there can be the mistake of seeing the ministry that you have as biased shall we say has has there been a negative reaction no I
1: haven't I haven't had that I haven't had that at all um I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't let a man in the door. <laughs> I'm just saying, like <laughs> I write more to because because I mean the book is Listen Sister, which I think came because I have always say to my friends, Listen Sister, this is not going to be good or whatever. Yeah. It's part of my vernacular. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. kind of how it how it came about. Um, but I have never had anyone say that before. No.
0: Wow, that's brilliant. And and another thing which uh, really has has struck me quite forcibly. Now, again in relation to the book um you again said earlier on that uh, a lot of it is humorous stories it's funny stories I, i've spent an age looking for uh, christian podcasts which are just funny just humorous now you know don't misunderstand me i get the whole need for biblical teaching being put out there and so on and so forth i get that totally um but i think to date i've found one specifically humorous christian podcast so I love the fact that the book you've written is humorous because humor opens a lot of doors. Um, it, it's it's a very level in many respects. It's a very level playing field. Um, was it intended to be humorous when you wrote it or was that something that evolved as you wrote it?
1: Oh, no, I can't ever be serious about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just that's just the personality. And I think I'm from a funny family. Uh, my brother Jack has a, a Christian improv group. So well, not Christian, but clean comedy, we'll call it he's a Christian, but yeah. clean comedy improv group who travel all over, they have a special on um, Amazon Prime, and they do comedy improv. And they're hilarious. And I think we just have this sense of humor that we're just a little wacky so and everybody wants to read or or listen to things that are funny we we when you laugh your um how do you say it like your your borders come down that's not the way to say it yeah yeah but i know what you mean how am i trying to say that i don't know like you let down the walls yeah that's what i'm trying to say when you laugh you let down the walls and then you can receive what i'm going to say so a lot of people have bought my book because it's funny yeah. Not yeah. knowing that when they're not paying attention, I'm going to give them truth. You see, yeah. it's a trick. It's a little bit of a trick, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. We draw into a close, and in a moment, I'm going to ask you if you would uh, be kind enough to close in prayer for us and for our listeners. Uh, but before then, tell our listeners where can we find you? Where on social media, on the web, where can we find you?
1: Yeah. You can find me. I have a website. It's tessscott.com. So that's easy because it's my name. Three S that. middle. Yep. T-E-S-S-S-C-O-T-T dot com my name. Um, also I'm on Facebook and Instagram by that name. I my ministry's called um is called Listen Sister Encouragement. So don't let that, you know, fool you if you see that, but you can find me under my name. And my book, uh, Listen, Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life is at all bookstores like Amazon. I don't know what bookstores you have there, but... We can um, access
0: Amazon, certainly, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I know it's at at all those kinds of bookstores, Barnes and Noble and Coles and all that kind of thing. So look it up, look it up. It'll make you laugh.
0: That's fantastic. And uh, what I'll do, we'll try and get the links to all of those up in the show notes uh, for when the show is broadcast as well. So uh, dear listener, have a look in the show notes so that you can find Tess and the ministry that she's involved in uh, and the book as well. Um, Because I'm inspired, I'm going to go and find the book. (laughs) um, in the hope that my wife and I will have a shared read at some point or other. Uh, I have to say, she's more of a reader than I am. If I can find a book on a CD and listen to it, I will. But uh, (laughs) I I could be encouraged to read this book. It sounds wonderful. So Tess, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege um, chatting with you, learning about your journey of faith. I wonder if you'd do us the honor of closing in prayer for us and for our listeners.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you... Give us opportunities that we didn't even know we needed. Mm. Thank you that you love us. Thank you for Russ and his podcast. I pray that you will bless it, that it will reach so many people who need to hear about you. I pray for every listener that's listening. I pray that they will remember who they are in Christ. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I thank you for your grace to us. You are so good. I pray for all the listeners today. Every person within earshot of this podcast, that you will bless their boots right off, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
0: Yes, it's been a real pleasure and a real joy. Um, thank you so much for joining us on Three Points in a Prayer.
1: So fun! Thanks for having me.
0: And that's all for this week. My thanks for tuning in and listening, and please do share the show with your families, your friends, and your churches. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Castbox. Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify and Stitcher. So don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show. And if you could leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice, that'd be great too. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter by searching Three Points and a Prayer, where you can also leave us your feedback. And you can email the show at threepointsonaprayer at gmail.com. But for now, may you all know God's peace, love and blessing moving forward.